0: Hey guys, so on this podcast, I'm going to be discussing what causes criminal behavior and basically the development of it through the example of John Wayne Gacy. So to begin, I'm going to talk a little bit about John Wayne Gacy and just give an overall kind of summary of his life. So... Wayne Gacy. He um he was born on March seventeenth, in nineteen forty two in Chicago, Illinois, to Danish and Polish parents. Um, Gacy had a rough childhood. He grew up with an abusive alcoholic father who would regularly beat Gacy and his siblings and his mother. Um. And then in later life, Gacy eventually, um, he got married, but and had two kids, I believe, but then eventually divorced that wife, and he kind of moved um, somewhere else in Chicago, and he became really well-liked by that town that he was living in with his new wife, and he became a member of the Chicago-area Jolly Joker Clown Club, and he frequently performed in clown attire and makeup at children's parties, charity fundraisers, and other events as his alter ego, um, Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. And basically, um, John Wayne Gacy used these clown alter egos to sexually assault and murder 33 adolescent males, which he then buried under his house. And he was able to do this successfully for about six years because no one um, suspected Pogo the Clown and he had such a good repu- repu- reputation in Chicago where he was just really trusted. And a quote by Gacy himself was, a clown can get away with murder. But eventually he sexually assaulted a very well known and well liked um, young male in the town. And that, and he was last seen with Gacy, the boy, so that eventually led to people Calling on to him and he was convicted and sentenced to ten and a half years in prison and died by lethal injection in 1994. So, now that that's a little summary of his life, but I want to talk more about his childhood. So, as I said before, he grew up with a really abusive father. And um, when Gacy was about, you know, an adolescent, he realized he was attracted to men. And that was one thing Gacy's father did not like. He was very unaccepting of it, and he viewed Gacy as just, you know, not masculine enough. And, yeah, just... But, because of that, um, he suppressed and ignored, um, Casey suppressed and ignored his sexual desires. And that's what kind of caused him to marry those two women, just to hide it and conceal it. But I think, like, you know, the suppression of his sexual desires is one of the factors that really led to him, you know, sexually assaulting young males. But, um, with regards to his abusive father, looking at it through, like, a parenting perspective, I kind of came to the, um, conclusion that his parents are um, more authoritarian, the parenting style. And according to Lauren Steinberg, authoritarian parents are parents who use plenty of absolute and forceful discipline and who place a premium on obedience and conformity. And as a result, parenting that is neglectful, hostile or abusive has harmful effects on adolescents' mental health and development, often lead to anxiety, depression in a variety of behavior problems so kind of just like there are like many factors that play a role in I mean anyone's development but like specifically like criminal development and that's more of an environmental nature versus nurture thing but there are studies shown that there are biological factors that um the part of the brain associated with fear and aggression and social interactions called the amygdala has links to crime. And a study done at the University of Pittsburgh found that 26-year-old men with a lower amygdala volumes were more than three times more likely to be aggressive, violent, and show psychopathic traits three years later than the men of the same age with more normal-sized amygdalas. Independent factors including history of violence and social background. And then contributing to that finding is a study about the anterior cingulate cortex, which is involved in behavior and regulation and impulsivity. And another study done, um, they found that a 100 adult male inmates, while they completed cognitive tasks involving inhibitory control, they found that Prisoners with a low ACC activity were twice as likely to reoffend four years after they left prison than prisoners with a higher ACC activity. So that's just a couple examples of some biological factors that play a role in criminal behavior. And um, one doesn't determine criminal behavior alone. It's kind of like nature versus nurture, and like they both play a role and. And one thing I like to say is, like, your genes or, like, biology are the cards that you've been dealt, and how they're play and how those cards are played is determined by your environment. And it's kind of, like, interesting to look at because, you know, like, Gacy's um, being accepted by his father isn't in- uncommon today, you know, like, a lot of people still struggle with that so it's kind of interesting to look at like oh like you may have had a similar experience like that as Gacy but like you know I'm not like might not be like criminal which is just interesting to think because there's just so many other things that played a role in Gacy's development versus like if you had a similar experience to him like um, it's the development of any psychological disorder, it is kind of explained through the stress um, and diathesis model, where the diathesis is un- an underlying vulnerability, which could be something like a biological factor or like a certain gene and then stress would be a stressful event or circumstance, and those two together um, create a psychological disorder. And for Gacy, he could have easily had some sort of, like, biological predisposition, something like that. And then the childhood abuse easily could have left, left him externalizing his problems. And I don't know enough about Gacy to see if he fits the antisocial personality disorder criteria but i would not be surprised if gacy had that considering many criminals now are do fit antisocial personality disorder but yeah i mean it's something to think about like just like if i think about myself like i've sort of, you know, lived through some traumatic events, and it's kind of, like, you know, I'm not a serial killer, so, like, um, I mean, then again, that just kind of shows, like, the differences in, like, parenting, and, like, I came from, like, a very supportive family, and I guess, like, I don't know, there's just so many different developmental trajectories that can determine, but, yeah, and then also, um given what age Casey was when he found out, he, or when he realized um he was gay, it was like, he was about an adolescent, and during that time, you know, your brain plasticity is at its highest it'll ever be. And it's just, uh, underlying vulnerabilities can be accentuated during periods of major transition. So kinda like, you know, his brain is at its peak for development and you just have this stressful event adding to it. So it's no surprise to me there that it went, went a bad way for Gacy. So. Yeah, that's just a little bit about John Wayne Gacy and kind of just like the psychological development of him and it it can be applied to really anyone and it's just fascinating to me, so thank you.